This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And um, so last week we were kind of talking about, I had an interview with my friend Travis and we were talking about how in this time, you know, because we're at home, we're able to be more creative. We kind of want to continue that conversation with Jessica and I because she wasn't very much on last week's episode. So we're going to jump into that. So what are you thinking? How How is um, this quarantine and this time that we're in, how is that leading to creativity? Well, I feel like for a lot of people, they are working from home right now, but I know there's also a considerable amount of people who, for one reason or another, their work is not something that they can take home with them, so they're just at home. And, I mean, what do you do when you're at home for hours and hours on end? Um, We were talking to a gal that we know who lives in the same area as we do, and she's like, yeah, I can only clean my apartment so much, you know? Yeah, so... And, and I agree, right? Like, there's only so much you can do. You're going to take care of your family. You're going to take care of your household duties. But because of, you know, not being able to leave or, or being at home so much, it, you kind of get cabin fever. So what are some ways that you've seen that people have, uh, have tried to beat this cabin fever? So Anthony and I were talking about the fact that, like, because everyone has this time, where they can be creative, sort of what that's looking like for different segments of the population. And he said that he's seen a lot of people doing in-home concerts, like on Facebook Live. Yeah, I have. So, again, because I love hip-hop, I I watch, like, I'm always keeping up with certain artists that, that, um, you know, that that I just, that I enjoy, that I like. And some of them have actually done in-home concerts where they might be, in a venue, a small little performance area with one or two cameramen and they're just live streaming their performances to people's homes because one, it still builds that community and to be honest with you, it's, a, it's an interesting way to, to bring our art to our homes. But what are some things that you are noticing? Well, in the ballet world, typically... The dancers will meet in the studio every day for class, which is kind of maybe like a 7.30, 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock in the morning. Like the very first thing that they're going to come together as a company to do, everyone takes class together. It's probably an hour and a half of just some basic like stretching and warming up and just different, different moves that they're going to be practicing throughout the day. And obviously because they're not able to meet in the studio with one another, they're still having class, in air quotes, um, like virtually from their homes. So you see a lot of people are posting like how they're still staying stretched out and practicing and just kind of refining and honing their craft within their home environment. Yeah, and you've actually showed me some like Instagram videos of like ballet dancers who are practicing within their homes or, you know, just kind of keeping, keeping active for lack of a better term, one, so they could still stay in shape, so they still 
are practicing, but they're actually showing it to the world, one, so that, I mean, it's just that way of being creative, right? So while you and I were talking about this, so kind of brainstorming ideas for this week, um, I really, I kind of thought, I was like, well, let's have some fun with it, right? Let's, let's, let's build on our creativity, right? So I kind of came up with this idea of, I guess you can call it a game, but it's kind of a quick questionnaire of if we had the opportunity, since we do actually at this time, to be creative, what are some projects that you would want to be on that creative team, right? So uh, we were talking about music, we were talking about movies and television shows, things of that nature. So what are your thoughts? Well, Anthony and I started this conversation by talking about like creative writing because Anthony and I, even before quarantine and everything happened, we both really love to write creatively, so we always have these stories going on in our minds and we're creating worlds for these fictional characters. Yeah. And I kind of pitched the idea. I looked at her and I said, well, if you could bring something to life creatively, what would that be? And you kind of came up with an answer for me. What do you got? And we had talked about like, okay, would we write something? Would we be on like a director of a movie set? Would we be a part of a TV show? And so immediately my brain clicked into this story that I have. It's from the Brothers Grimm originally, but the version that I have is by Peter Clover. It's under, um, they have a series for kids just called Classic Stories. And the tagline for that says, Classic stories open up the world of fairy tales, timeless novels, and Shakespeare's plays to young readers for the very first time. So one of the ones that I have in my personal collection is the classic story of the 12 dancing princesses. So I felt like this source material would do really well as either maybe a three-part miniseries or actually a full-length movie, like a feature film. And without breaking it open and reading it to the audience, what is the 12 dancing princesses? So the basic premise of this story is that there's a king who has 12 daughters, hence the dancing princess portion of the title. So every night they sneak out of their castle, they go, they dance the night away, and he notices like, okay, they're not leaving the grounds, but every morning their shoes are just wrecked from all the dancing they've been doing. So he is like, okay, if there's anyone in my kingdom who can figure this out, I'll let you marry one of my daughters. So mm-hmm. the caveat to that is like, if you try and you fail, I'm turning you to a stone statue in my garden. Okay. And continue. That's not the end of the story. Um, so <laughs> there's, there's this young soldier. He's in the woods. He talks to this woman and she's like, hey, where are you headed? And he's like, oh, I'm headed into this town where this castle is. And she's like, let me give you like a piece of advice. And oh, by the way, here's an invisibility cloak. You're going to need it. So he, the advice is like, okay, don't drink the wine they give you. Because the drink that they were giving these princes had a sleeping powder in it. And they would just fall asleep so the girls could go away and still keep dancing. So he just pretends to drink the drink, pours it in a plant or whatever, follows them down, not once, not twice, but at least three times. And he brings back different, like, 
jewels and emeralds and rubies and things from this magical kingdom that they're dancing in. So in the end, like he he mm-hmm. goes to the king. He's like, here's evidence. So I know where your girls have been. And not only does he get to marry, I think it's the youngest princess. I'll have to look. Um, he gets to marry one of the princesses, but then the king also frees the rest of the would-be suitors from their stone captivity and yada yada everybody's happy yeah so you want to take this story and you you're like this would be a great adaptation into like a movie or a mini series because it's not the classic like oh here's cinderella or sleeping beauty where you have one character a prince who falls in love with someone who might be a princess you have literally a dozen perspectives for all the different princesses that you could m- kind of delve into. Mm-hmm. And then there's the witch, there's the king, there's the soldier, there's the other would-be suitors. There's a lot of different characters you can expand upon here. So what? how would you, if they hired you to make this into, let's say a miniseries of five episodes, three to five episodes, how would you do it? Would you want it to be lighthearted would you want to be a little darker how would you want that to look honestly i feel like to to get more of a wider audience i think i would go a little bit darker because that seems to be the trend right now is people do like material that's a little bit like oh like that was slightly scary or makes you think a little bit you know and with this story um they have a lot of like going down into these tunnels and different things like that. So that's where some of that darkness could play. Um, but you could have it still be lighthearted um, in certain aspects. Um, now, thinking through this, right? So who would you want to be in? Who, who would you want to star in this um, production? Um. Oh, that's an excellent question. We're not talking about budgets. We're not talking. We're just... <laughs> Mentioning who would you want to cast? She did not know I was gonna ask this. No, that was totally on the spot. Okay. Um. Well, because you have twelve daughters, I feel like that that opens it up to a lot of casting things. Um. Obviously, the older daughters are gonna be more like maybe early twenties, and you could go actual teenagers for the younger daughters, maybe even younger than that. Yeah, and what you could do. You could be like, okay, the main focus is going to be on the oldest princess, the youngest princess. Like, and so I'm going to hire a more well-known actress for them and kind of, for lack of a better term, nobody's for the less known characters. <laughs> um, but who's some ideas? Who would you think? Um, Don't worry about that. Who oh, would you think? Yeah, <laughs> we have a little thing on our mouse that we have to move to keep the audio going so i'm just kind of focused on that um it's really hard for a casting choice but i feel like because again dancing is a predominant part of the show then maybe we could go from the dancing world itself okay i need some names man i need some names (laughs) i need some names okay um maybe like Michaela de Prince, I feel like she would do a really good job. Perfect. She just, she's an excellent dancer. She's around the right age. She just has this, I don't know, she has this ethereal quality to her. And 
again, like, you that's just the name that literally popped into my head because I feel like she would do an excellent job. Okay. Um, anyone else? You have a lot of holes to pick. Yeah. So if we want to, um, if we want to stick with like, okay, they don't always, they don't all have to be like European looking. We could do like Chadwick Boseman as the king. Okay. So we have or the king. Or as the suitor, and we have I feel one like of the daughters. he he could do well. Oh, with I would one. imagine the king. He's an older dude. So so like Idris Elba. That's up to you. It's your play. It's, <laughs> it's your story. Yeah. Ain't gotta get my approval on it. So let's think. So we have a few cast members. Now, one person like you would also need somebody to like choreograph the dances. Mm-hmm. I would definitely pick Camila A. Brown because I just love the work that she does with like social dancing and and she's just had all these awards and accolades and she's just really solid and, in and her And she career. actually talks to you. She actually does talk to me sometimes via Facebook Messenger, so <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Um what else would you do with this particular story? Um, I think we could get really creative with like what the sort of enchanted dance area looks like because in the retelling, like you see, there's lots of trees that are made of like jewels and they have these like emeralds and rubies and diamonds and all the stuff like the fruits. So I feel like that. You could have some CGI aspect going on, really, to flesh that out a little bit. Okay, so it would be that would be where the story goes from kind of a darker tone to more lit up, more animated. You could have it be really like they said it's it's called Enchanted, so you could have it looking really cool. Um, what kind of music would you put in there besides the music that they dance to? Well, I'm kind of picturing now, like, maybe, like, a, a castle by the sea, so that way the enchanted area could almost be, like, a cove, so you could have, like, mermaids and other fantastical creatures just, like, chilling out there. Okay. Music? So, I don't know, maybe, like, a Caribbean or sort of a reggae-inspired interesting background soundtrack. Because, like, they don't have to... I feel like... Yes, waltzes and all that stuff look very pretty, but maybe for a modern audience, we can have the dancing come into the 21st century. So we get some people from Dancing from the Stars. Yes, exactly. Derek Huff, Julianne. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bring them in. Because um, they could definitely like bring that flavor into like, hey, that's cool. I like that. So... Yeah, that's good. What else? And how would you want to release this movie? Would you uh, want it theaters? Would you want it streaming services? Let's let's think that way as well. I feel like I would want it to be released in a way that as many people could see it as possible without having them like okay, it's an economic burden for them to go see this film. You, you know? don't want to marginalize the audience. Exactly. So how would you do that? Um, I would probably take a look and see 
Like, if there would be people who have more money, like backers or just the people who are going to be financing the film to see if they would be willing to screen it in areas for free where they wouldn't really... You might not be able to spend $8 for a movie ticket. Or we can go the other route and try to get it on Netflix. Or, yeah, try and get it on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, have it, have it be a Netflix original. Netflix a three original part series. series. Like, that would be perfect because who doesn't have Netflix? Or who's not stealing from somebody else's Netflix account? Um, like, and that would be perfect. Um, or you could do, like, an Amazon Prime. You could do any streaming service. But I think that would be, at this point in time, that would be one of the best ways to go. Mm-hmm. So that more people have a chance of seeing it. Um, and with that, you would kind of need some star power to kind of push the, the, the film. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we might want to think some of the casting of like, oh, this actress plays the, the oldest daughter or whoever, even if they're not fully a dancer. That's mm-hmm. why we have dancing trainers. Like, um, but yeah, that would be good. So... Putting that story to the side, what other projects would you want to be part of? So again, like the first thing that he that jumped into my mind was it'd be really cool to be like behind the scenes of Murder She Wrote because I just love that show. Um, I feel like the shows that I'm attracted to now are shows that. I'm not always reality-based, so maybe dipping my foot in, like, the sci-fi fantasy world. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. I think for me, um, I mean, I have, I have a very interesting taste, right? Because I like documentaries, um, so and I would love to be a part of those. I would love to sit in on people making documentaries because I want to see what that process is like. But I also like fiction, right? I also like being able to be creative with a story and be like, hey, this is how this was made. I love behind the scenes stuff. I mean, you know this because I'm always looking up behind the scenes things of, of different TV shows and movies and actors and like, we'll be watching a movie or a TV show, and he'll be like, hold on, I gotta pause it. I have to figure out where I know this actor or actress from. So he hops on IMDb, and it's like, okay, this is where I know them from. Yeah, I, and I love, like, how they make movies. Be, or, or, because I, I don't know that world. So to me, it's a whole different thing. Um, but I'm also the same way with, like, music. Mm-hmm. I love when... Uh, my favorite hip-hop artist will make like a documentary of here's how we made this album it's i love watching those so i would want to actually be a part of that and actually be like hey here's how i made this piece of art um now here's the question with what we were talking about learning to be creative um what can what are we how what have we been doing in our home to be creative Well, honestly, we have been taking more time to really intentionally turn off the television and just be like, okay, we're not going to just sit and watch TV all day. So I feel like that's the first step. Unless, I know like Anthony does like to have the TV on as background noise sometimes. 
Yeah, I'll have the TV on while I'm working. Um, it, sometimes it actually like sparks creativity for me because I see something on the screen and I could then put it into what I'm writing in, um, in a creative way. Well, and he can tell you, I've kind of got this idea that I think would be really neat to take the stories from classical ballets and also have like a sort of serial killer slash murder mystery thing going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, because in Swan Lake, Prince Siegfried has a crossbow that he kind of uses on stage. So that just got me thinking of like, Obviously, in the production, he's not really shooting the crossbow, but, like, what would happen if he did? What would happen if somebody behind the scenes switched the prop with an actual weapon and all hell breaks loose, basically? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then again, like, in Romeo and Juliet, they have the poison that they use, like, what if it actually really was an incapacitating yeah. thing? Well, yeah, and and I've been trying to get you to write this for at least a year. Yeah, I just... Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. That's part of me and my own self-confidence feeling that my writing is not adequate for the ideas that I come up with, but we're working on it. She lies. She lies, Rosa. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and at this time, I've been trying to write on a regular basis. I can't say I write every day. That would be a lie. Um, but I'm learning to, you know, hey, I have to I have some time. I'm going to write something down to the point where, you know, I like you said, you said it earlier, when you open up the computer, you always find something that I wrote because I don't close my stuff. I literally <laughs> will minimize it so I can remind myself to go back to it. Because if I close the program, if I close that Word document, I forget and weeks go by and I'm like, oh yeah, remember that story that I started two weeks ago? Well, now every time I open the computer, it's there. So I go, oh, I can do some writing right now. So if we were to look at some keys to creativity, it's carving out a little bit of time every day. Like you don't have to spend two or three hours working on a project. Even if it's just like, hey, I'm going to take 15 minutes and just plug away at this a little bit just so you get into that habit of okay this is my time to write or paint yeah. or draw or sketch or whatever your creative expression looks like and i know for me um i also need to make a deadline you know this need i want this to be done at this time so the podcast we come up with stuff throughout the week um sometimes like this week it was definitely kind of a last minute hey it's, you know, it's already time to record. Let's start to think of some ideas because we kind of had a busy week this week. And, um, but for me, I have to have a deadline because if I have a deadline, then I can go, okay, how can I map this out in the best way? So that's another thing of like, say you want to give yourself a week or a month or even a season to be like, okay, by the time summer hits or maybe by the time, like if you want to take all summer, say, all right, when fall gets here, we're going to look back and see what we did. But having, like taking your idea, your thought, that wonderful thing that jumbles around in your mind and being like, okay, I'm going to make this a goal so that way it becomes a reality. Yeah. Um... And with that, I mean, I've got a few things that I'm working on, but I'm really trying to 
buckle down, just like you said, and come, you know, and, and be disciplined in writing. But, um, like, another thing that we were talking about as we were kind of bouncing ideas back and forth for this is, like, creativity should be fun. Like, that's at the heart of your self-expression, is this should be something that you enjoy. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's what creativity is, right? It's initially something you enjoy and, and you want to get better at. I've always loved writing, um, and I, it's something that I want to get better at. And I actually find, because of the practice that I put in throughout high school and college, and even now, uh, I'm a much better writer than a lot of people my age. Because I, when I read, I listen to, to the words they use to describe, right? Like, mm-hmm. whereas some people will say, oh, that's, you know, that's where some people might um, describe something as just, you know, sticky or hairy or green or whatever, like cre- being creative with your language. So I, I try to be creative with my language when I write. And I'm I, not to brag, but I am a better writer than a lot of my friends or a lot of people within my realm because they don't write on a regular basis. Um so with that being said, you were talking about your story. Should we go ahead and try to set a deadline? Like in a month, we'll look back and see how we're doing. Um, I, I kind of am debating on this because I have a lot of things that I've handwritten that really need to be typed up. So I kind of feel like I should focus on that first. Okay. Getting so. that handwritten material in a digital format to make it easier to edit. I feel like that should be more of my goal. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. In one month, we're going to look back at what you've typed. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see how that is. In the exact same month, so let's say right now it is beginning of, and it's about mid-April. So let's go with beginning of June. Okay. It's a little over a month. Um, We'll look into your project. And my project is going to be... um, I've got a bunch of ideas for like different songs and different poems, and I, I've stuck. You know, I've started kind of painting out some ideas, but I want to start fleshing some of those ideas out. So let's say, yeah, well, beginning of June, we'll look back and go, okay, how did we do on that project? Because I have this story that I worked on for Nano Remo. I don't know what, maybe three years ago. Yeah, now? two and a half, three years ago. Um, and it's called a jewel for Natalia, and I literally have like. An entire notebook, like a spiral-bound notebook full, it's on the second notebook. So if I can work on getting that typed up, typed up, we can really see like what it would look like if it's really worth fleshing out a little more. But I just, like, that's the most I've ever really been like, okay, I'm going to write every single day, was that project. Yeah, and I remember that because you would come over to my, uh, my place when I lived with my parents and... I would be working on something and you would just sit there and be writing away for about three hours trying to hit your deadline for that day. Um, and you wouldn't let me read it because you're like, no, I have to wait till it's done to so read it. So maybe I should let start by like letting you read it after I've got it typed up. After it's typed up, yeah. And so, for ahead. those of you who might not know, NaNoWriMo stands for National Novel Writing Month, which is in November. And NaNoWriMo is a wonderful organization. It's just... Nano Remo N A N O W R I 
M-O, NaNoWriMo. Feel free to check them out because they have different writing camps and workshops all throughout the year, but it's just a great resource if you're working on honing your writing skills. So, a little plug for NaNoWriMo. There it is. And they also have, and I'm not going to try to say it, but it's the same thing where in a month you write a poem every day. I believe that's in April or June. It's, it happened just recently, and I did not take part in it, um, but it's okay. Um, but I yeah. think you're right, because I think April is National Poetry Month. Then that would make sense. Then we're right in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, so I just, I just wanted to kind of jump on here, and we kind of just put this to episode together, but it was just kind of a fun, like, hey, let's talk about ways to be creative. We didn't... We didn't have a big format here because we didn't well, feel like we needed one. Because it had started off this morning. We were talking about my my book club next week. Our theme for April is going to be supernatural romance. And romance is totally not my genre, but I do like the supernatural. So we were just going back and forth talking about different supernatural creatures and things. Yeah, and it kind of just birthed into this idea of like being creative. And, and especially in a time where a lot of us are at home. Uh, and because we're at home, um, you know, we're, we're kind of driving ourselves crazy. So being creative and coming up with things to do is a big help. And I feel like kids are a little bit more naturally inclined to come up with things to do because they love to draw and paint and color. Like, this is a part of how they play and engage either just, hey, like, it's just me and my craft supplies or perhaps you have kids and you have sib like they have siblings so different like games and things um but yeah i feel like kids are just naturally so much more inclined to be creative and then as we get older we grow up more our lives just get so busy with bills and work and things like that like we forget hey like i can still be creative and that was my biggest thing as i started to enter into adulthood is how can i learn to be creative and a lot of times when I'm frustrated with myself, that's when I'm the most frustrated, when I'm not being creative and I'm just following a routine of get up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to bed, get up, go to work. It, I need creativity. And even if I'm not like a world famous anything, I need creativity because with that brings value in, in what I'm doing. And I'm able to reflect on my life and, and see the value in it and honestly that's one of the reasons why anthony and i love going to disneyland so much because we're in this place that has literally been built by imagination like that just inspires us and we could see like our favorite characters and it just gets us knowing that like hey our imagination is a powerful tool it's a thing that we have and so yay we love disney there we go so in June, we're going to come back. We're going to see how we're doing on our projects. Um, and it will be it will be a no-judgmental area. We're just going to say, yeah, I succeeded in what I want to do. And no, I didn't. I still need to work on it a little bit. Um, and we'll go from there. Speaking of how we're doing on things, do you want to give a little shout-out to our listeners to let them know how many listens we're at now? We are at, last I checked, we're right past 400 listens. I wanted to get to 500 by the end of June. So we're getting there. Keep sharing. Keep getting this podcast out. 
Um, and I just want to say thank you for everybody who's listening because honestly, even though, you know, I don't always get feedback from everybody as I, I see that people are listening and it's been fantastic. So that's awesome. Okay. So, yeah. Is there anything else we want to cover? Any last words as you like to say? Uh, no, uh, I think we're just going to kind of, um, take a quick break when we come back. We're going straight into Acts. I believe it's Acts 18, but we're going to double check. But we'll be right back with you. Uh, hang on one more. Welcome back to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. This is the portion of the podcast where we go over scripture. We're currently going through the book of Acts. Um, this week we're going over Acts chapter 18. Uh, before we jump into that, would you mind giving us a quick overlook into Acts 17? Alrighty, I am here with a recap of Acts chapter 17. So, in Acts chapter 17, we see Paul go to Thessalonica. And then from there, he goes to Berea. But the real kernel of hay, what most people focus on from this chapter, is starting from verse 16 to the end of the chapter, where Paul goes to Athens. And he is just kind of walking around taking in the city sites and he notices that they have a temple to an unknown god and that leads him into a speech that is like talking to the athenians and telling them like hey this unknown god is the living god and so Mm -hmm. from there after that i feel like his message was pretty well received there actually um because it says that Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. And then it lists a number of specific people. And it literally says a number of others. So we know that he was having an impact there with that. And that brings us to segue into chapter 18. We see Paul is in Corinth. So he meets these... um, He meets this Jewish couple named Aquila and Priscilla. And they're there because Claudius had had all the Jews to leave Rome. And we find out that Paul, in his day-to-day life, along with Aquila and Priscilla, they're all tent makers. Yeah. Uh, I actually like that point because you and I were talking earlier how, you know, you can do full-time ministry but also have a a, a full-time job. Right, like a lot of people think that uh, if you see someone preach on a Sunday, that's their full time job. Not realizing some of them, you know, they they go to an office on a Monday morning, or you know, throughout the week they're doing other things, and that's just I, that's a real encouragement to me because I do have a day to day job, but I love doing ministry. So there's kind of that balance or, or that that aspiration there so well and here also too we see that paul in his previous missions and journeys he spends maybe three weeks about a month like he's he's there for an extended amount of time but it's not like he's really setting down roots and in this in this trip in this place in corinth he's there for a year and a half so he really has a bond with these people with his friends with just this place in the world so to speak yeah so 
not only does he meet this couple, um, but he also, um, basically he gets visited by um, Silas and Timothy. So they, they meet back up and there's kind of a big event that happens there, right? We had, um, basically, they, they had separated ways due to theological issues earlier on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of meeting back up. And they realize that those differences, I don't want to say issues, but those differences are still there. Um, and we see them kind of split again. Um, and, th- and this, you know... I think this actually stays this way throughout most of their ministry. They kind of keep, you know, they'll kind of connect and then they'll go, okay, I'm going to go back over to what I was doing. But you kind of, you at least I did, right? I got this sense that like Paul might have been taking that heart and here's why I kind of went into that. Yeah, I was just going to say I feel like Paul, he left that interaction with a moment of discouragement. And... We're going to talk about that. Uh, I want to jump into the scripture first. He says, uh, verse 8, sorry, verse 9. It says, this is right after um, Silas and Timothy left once again. It says, verse 9, And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking, and do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you or harm you. For I have, ma- excuse me, I have many in this city who are uh, my people. So he's basically encouraging Paul, saying, "Look, we know you're going through ups and downs. Though I understand that you're going through, you know, broken friendships and broken areas of ministry. Um, but he's saying, you know what, keep." Preaching, keep reaching out because he's saying I have many people, um, you know that that are, that kind of work within this ministry, right? Like so, God is kind of opening up, saying, "Look, it's not just a partnership between you, Timothy, and Silas. There's more out there. There's a lot of opportunity out there." Um, how does this? Like I felt like this this connected to us. And our, our situation very deeply. And we kind of talked about that. What, what were your thoughts on that? Well, we talked about the fact that it's just important to have that perseverance to kind of keep going. To, to know that, okay, you may be going through a, a time where it seems troubling. But especially in the world that we live in right now, we talked about the importance of our faith and just how that having that hope in Jesus is really what's keeping us going and helping mm-hmm. us to get up each and every day um, to to just have this life where it does feel full of fulfillment. And I love what God has saying in this scripture. One, because um, basically I, I feel like right now, again, we have a lot of people at home. We have a lot of people maybe not going to work, which means they're probably not doing any sort of extracurricular or extra activities because they can't. Um, and I imagine there's a huge level of discouragement there, right? Because they're not in community with their friends or family as much. They're not in community with people at work. And if they're, they, they're interested in or, or involved in any kind of ministry, 
they're probably not doing a whole lot of it, right? Like, they might be just at home going, well, I can only pray for the people at a distance. Um, and I, I would say that this uh, verse 9 is a message to us because it's God saying, look, like, it's God's basically saying, look, do not be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Keep doing what you're doing. God will work out everything else. Well, and honestly, earlier in the podcast, we're talking about getting creative and how people are using this time to their advantage to maybe explore things that they've kind of left on the back burner for a little bit. And for some people, that could be their faith life. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you and I, we wanted to keep this podcast going because, like, you may be at home and find this podcast within the quarantine time and be able to go back to it and reconnect with who God is because you're like, well, I have that time on my hands that I didn't before or I'm, I'm for lack of a better term, hopeless in this situation and I need to be pointed to hope. But Paul shows us that it is okay to feel discouragement at times. Like, just because we're Christians does not mean that we're expected to be happy all the time. And I think that's one of the biggest, um, the biggest, uh, misconception. Misconception. Thank you. Uh, one of the biggest misconceptions is that, oh, you're a Christian. Everything always works out for you. Or you don't have to deal with negativity or brokenness. But the truth is, is we deal with it uh, just as much. And on some level, sometimes more than the average person. Because we're trying to live a life um, in community with a God um, that is bigger. And, and, and sometimes that gets daunting. Because let's face this. The, what keeps a lot of people away from church... Um, they feel like there's a it's a list of no thing knows they they can't do no you can't do this no you can't do that just like a bunch of rules and regulations yeah there's a bunch of rules and regulations but when you're in true community true relationship with Jesus it's not a bunch of no's you can't do this it has more to do with i'm allowing you or i'm giving you the opportunity to do something different so instead of being like everyone else, I'm giving you the opportunity to walk a different path. Well, and he can tell you for the past few Sundays, we've been, you know, obviously with everything being shut down, we've been having church that we live stream. So we watch it online. And during the worship portion, I have been getting a little bit emotional. And the reason is because I miss my parents, my mom especially, because they live in a different city than we do. So um, because we're respecting staying at home we really have like i have not had the opportunity to see my parents in person for over a month now yeah and so when we're in that worship setting well you and i we both our hearts open up during worship we do get more emotionally vulnerable during that time so you definitely i mean every week in the last couple weeks you've really kind of allowed yourself to feel um, and you're just going, hey, I'm going through some stuff. And, and you might just sit there and just let it wash over you. Um, and we'll, you and I will pray together and different things. But the fact is, when churches were open, our schedule was a little more hectic. But 
it basically went, you know, Sunday morning we would drive out to the church. Um, we would be there for our service. We would stay behind to help with baptisms and other ministries. And then at the end of everything, we would actually drive over to your mom's, say hi, spend a few moments there. On certain occasions, we'd actually do the same for your dad, right? We would go mm -hmm. visit him as well because they weren't too far from the church. Um, and because of, because of, you know, having to be at home and worshiping within our living room, um, you're not, we're not able to make that trip over to your mom's. Um, and I know, I know some of you may be thinking, well, you know, why don't you just make a trip and go visit her? But the fact is, is she is, she's part of that population of, you know, the, the vulnerable population. So, like, these are the people that we are staying home to try and protect are people who might be elderly or immunocompromised. So, because, you know, we're trying to consider their health, that's why we are staying at home. But I do, like, I call my mom on the phone every day and we chat. And, like, I love that. But still, it's not the same as being able to sit and have a meal together in the kitchen of the childhood home that I grew up in. Yeah, and for me, I feel like... I'm definitely, you know, I understand the scripture of like, hey, don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid and, and keep doing what you're doing. One, because since the quarantine has happened, my, my, um, my work in ministry has diminished, right? I was helping people with baptisms. Now, the, now there's a, you know... We're still doing baptisms, but I'm not helping only because of the distance that, that we live from the church. Um, you know, they would have the pastor of that particular church actually there doing it. Um, I but was we... also involved in like the junior high and I'm still helping them, but I'm not, again, I'm not in constant communication with them like I was. I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off. Go ahead. Because we are going to be starting our own small group this week. Again, to just minister virtually to the people who live in our community. Because that was something that before everything hit, we'd been discussing with a neighbor of ours, a couple that we're really close to, because they only live about a mile away from us. And so that's a new way that we're going to be able to be involved. But I know, again, Anthony's work schedule is also going to be changing, so it, it's kind of disrupting our little world a little bit here. But yeah. you know what? That's okay. But that's why I'm taking comfort in this verse in verse 9 where he's saying you know what don't be afraid keep moving forward keep preaching the gospel um basically saying you know god will take care of everything else which is really great because later on in the chapter because what what god says to him is that you know for I, verse 10 for i am with you and no one will attack you or harm you um for I have in this city those who are my people. And then we see later on in the chapter, um, Paul actually meets another man, excuse me, by the name of Apollos. So it's like, no matter where Paul goes, he seems to find individuals who are preaching the gospel, who are in ministry and who are encouraging him, and he's encouraging them as well. So God is continually providing people to, for him to partner with. Well, and in the sermon series that we started this week with our church, 
the focus was on the fact that, okay, we are going to go through painful times, but going through pain is a chance to grow and to look at the possibility of, okay, you're in a situation that's not ideal, but how are you going to move and push past this and get through this season to be on the other side and be able to look back and say, yes, I did grow through this opportunity that wasn't optimal. And Paul, Mm -hmm. we see this. He has been in so many different places where people are just like, no, we don't want you here. They, They put him through the legal system. They beat him up. They kick him out of town. He is definitely a person who he's gone through pain. And it's great to see God continually encouraging him. Um, and we see, I mean, obviously, you could kind of see uh, the impact that Paul has on the church because most of the New Testament was written by Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, the letters um, are written, a lot of them are written by Paul. And that's a big chunk of the New Testament. So, he has a huge impact on the faith has a huge impact on spreading the gospel around the world because he took those those difficult times and he grew from them and he continued to press forth in ministry. Well, and I like how in God's encouragement to Paul, he says, I have my people in this city or like in this place. Just to know that, hey, if you're going through times where you feel discouraged, Seek out people who are people of faith, who are people that are God's people. Mm-hmm. And he also, that reminder again, goes to us saying, you know what, you're in that difficult time. God's going to put people around you who are faith-based people, not just religious people, but faith-based people that you can talk to, who can encourage you, who can possibly uh, point you in the in the right direction for help in whatever area and you know a lot of people you know it's just it's a it's changing your mindset to look for those people instead of looking away from those people well and I feel like there are so many differences among us that sometimes people do get focused on well oh this person doesn't think or act or talk or look exactly like me I don't want to associate with them but God is saying like, no, I've called a variety of different people who are able to spread my gospel and to carry that hope of Jesus and the good news. And like, he's an equal opportunity employer to be like, yes, I care about a variety of different people. So in that way, I feel like that allows us to grow in our mindset of maybe stepping outside of what's comfortable for you. Yeah. And, and, and again, I just... It's on my heart to keep encouraging you guys, you know, keep moving forward. Whether that is in your faith, whether that is in that hobby that you're trying to build um, or develop. Keep being creative with what you're doing in this time. But I would also encourage you, uh, put people first, right? Put your family first. If that means keep, you know, keeping a distance from them because you know they don't have the immune system to handle any kind of sickness right now, that's okay. Or if that means, you know, putting their needs above your own, I would suggest doing that. Um, But also keeping in mind, like, the love that God has for us 
He's showing us in this time, even if things seem the bleakest, God is still showing himself faithful and trustworthy in this time. I hope that you're able to um, to really connect with that and to really you know, learn to stand in that promise. Because that's definitely what's going on with you and I. We are learning to stand in that promise in well, this time. Because we've seen, even in this time, that... Like, last summer, we went through a time that was financially very difficult for us. But now, our finances are really at a stable place. I mean, like, we're not going to be living in a mansion or anything like that. But we're able to put things away in savings. And it's just nice to be like, hey, God's providing for Mm -hmm. us in that. And then, even with, like, resources as far as, like, hey, having food. Like, I, I was joking with him the other day. I feel like we have more food in our pantry now than we ever have and it's funny because the first week so you and i always go shopping every week and the first time we went right before this whole quarantine thing happened it wasn't a we weren't planning on you know the stores being empty or anything like that we just bought about a week a week and a half worth of food which is what we would have normally do and then we um we went back the next week, and I mean, the, the shelves were, every shelf was almost completely empty. But then when we went today, we really saw that there's a lot of things that are, like, fully stocked, whereas, like you were saying, just a few weeks ago, there was nothing. Yeah, and it's great because it, it taught us, or at least taught me, you know, I had to look for different meal options, but I also had to, like... I had to trust in that time instead of panicking I had to trust and say you know what we don't have as much this week as far as food but I, I have to trust that God will provide next week and it's just that mindset of choosing faith over fear again that's another thing that our church right now um, has really just our pastor has come and given us these wonderful encouraging even if it's not a full message maybe like a little sound bite and we've really been taking that to heart, and it's just helped our family so much. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do with with, with this podcast is simply encourage you guys, entertain you guys for a period of time, but not have people forget what they're going through, but really trusting in God to provide in this time. So, um, with that being said, let's go ahead and um, is there anything we need to pray for? Anything else we need to discuss? Well, let's just take a peek and kind of see where we're going to be for next week here. Chapter 19. Chapter 19. Oh, Paul's going to be in Ephesus. And then there's also going to be a riot because my Bible has like little mini headings above that. So we're we're going to be um, we're, <laughs> we're in for some fun next week. For some fun drama here. So gosh, Paul. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, is there anything we need to pray over this week? Um, praying over this week, I guess. Maybe not for this week, but for next week. I know the end of the month is supposed to be when a lot of businesses are going to be reopening here where we live. and That's what we're hearing. We're, um, we also kind of been hearing a little bit of buzz of like, oh, it may get pushed back, so... Just for those people who haven't been able to go to work, because it's been about a month now that they would keep hanging in there. And, and yeah, I mean, it's 
it's uncertain times that we're living in, but again, just to know that prayer is powerful and that God is looking out for each and every one of us Mm -hmm. and that we can trust him. Absolutely. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and pray and then we'll, we'll go from there. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for um, this week that we've had, the, the provision that you've given us. We just pray, God, that you would continue to provide for us, not only just us, but the community in, at large, um, whether that is providing for the grocery stores so that we can go shopping on a regular basis, whether that is providing financially um, to those who may not be working or who, who are working reduced hours. Uh, it may be providing health um, to those who, you know, um, could be getting sick or who are immunocompromised. We just lift up those families and those individuals. We pray um, that we would just take this time to turn back to you. Um, if we are not in relationship with you, I just pray, God, for those who, you know, don't know who you are. I pray that this would be a time that they would seek your word they would seek a local church even if it is virtually um that they would be able to hear your word hear the gospel maybe even for the first time father god we just pray for the families that are being impacted by this this outbreak or this pandemic that we would just that they would just be able to trust in who you are um regardless of their situation and that they would just be able to stand firm and keep moving forward with what's going on in their lives. We pray this over our hearts and our minds. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please uh, visit, follow us at um, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, Beautiful Feet Entertainment. And uh, go to BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. There will be more updates and things on there. So we're going to go ahead and go from there. Have a great week. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.